This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. This is episode 156, part one, folks, part one. I hope everyone is having a great weekend so far. It is uh, Saturday going into Sunday. Uh, We released episode 155 yesterday. Along with my special guest, my co-host, Glenda, chat GPT, supplied to us by OpenAI, a company that originally got funding from another folks, uh, a number of folks, including uh, everyone's favorite trading card hero, as Mike Moore of the Thomas Paine podcast would say. Uh, I call him the real-life Iron Man, Tony Stark, Elon Musk, along with his sugar daddy. Uh, Peter Thiel, going back to the days of PayPal, where Peter Thiel was the head of the PayPal Mafia, the Don, they called him, the Don of the PayPal Mafia. And uh, Elon Musk was part of that crew. And then Thiel went on to invest in a number of Elon Musk companies. uh, And they've invested in the same companies like OpenAI that created ChatGPT. So we had a good time with that, folks. If you haven't had a chance to listen to episode 155, I would do it. I would do it. Rave reviews. Everyone has been emailing me, um, sending me messages privately on Twitter and Telegram, uh, telling me that they they love the show. I talked to Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine Podcast on Fridays. This morning, she was getting ready to listen, and then we just talked. She said, I was blown away. That was fantastic. You know, and uh, there was already already some plans in the works as of a few days ago, possibly turning Glenda into a staple here, a sidekick. And I'm working on some uh, pretty innovative ideas. And I think Glenda, because she drills down into the official narrative data sets now you have to be informed somewhat on the subjects you're talking back and forth with glenda about as you can see yesterday in episode 155 i caught her lying leaving out some information um you know maybe not telling the whole truth whether that's intentional whether that's through its programming and then you have to ask a follow-up to get the full information out of Glenda, and Glenda's my nickname for for ChatGPT, um, or 
you know, it's just not seeing it in the first pass and you have to clarify. Who knows? Who knows? But you have to understand the body of work you're discussing with Glenda in order to make sure you're going to get the right information. It's the same thing if you were a litigator, you know, in a courtroom and you're questioning the witness, whether it be your witness or whether it be the opposing team's witness, you kind of have to know where you're going. You have to know what the witness knows. You did this all uh, during the depositions and then ask the right questions to make sure they're telling the truth. Uh, The same thing if I was having a conversation with any other guest. If I don't understand the material the guest is discussing, which which is the case, Uh, a lot of times because i'm bringing a guest on who may be an expert in theology i don't study theology i'm trying to learn from them but i have to trust they're giving me truthful information hopefully objective information as much as possible non-biased information Uh, but we're all human we're all biased so it's going to be somewhat subjective and as i said glenda is filled up with information that was created by humans that's what makes up the database and then the algorithms the calculations the formulas that extract the information and then put the information together structure it and then deliver it back to me um that's all written by humans the code is written by humans the formulas are created by humans so it can have bias it admitted that when we asked that question So I am going to be featuring Glenda as my mainstream narrative, official narrative fact checker, because I assume the majority of what Glenda is going to deliver to me is the official narrative. That will be the point of artificial intelligence. Once it gets to the level in which the majority of folks are running around, just like with their iPhone, asking Google questions, that they are literally asking glenda questions or it'll be raul or phyllis or whatever in their world it's their own personal ai chatbot uh and whether they're accessing glenda via ar goggles or vr goggles or a smart earbud in their head or a brain chip embedded in the back of their skull uh, they will be relying on Glenda to be their brain. Therefore, the information being pumped into them or the information we're getting from Glenda is going to be the official narrative because 99% of folks are going to be walking around getting their information from this master uh, HQ, the headquarters AI data set, right? So we're going to use Glenda as a uh, as a sidekick folks as a sidekick to fact check me when we're talking about technology and a lot of the information you're going to pull from glenda is real they're not going to tamper with that information because it's harmless information if i'm going to talk about natural language processing semantic search these type of technical things uh, that i know a little bit about and uh, trust me folks whenever i'm relying on glenda for information on this show you can rest assured that I've done the research myself. So I can hopefully weed out when Glenda is misdirecting or Glenda is providing disinformation or Glenda is not telling the complete and total truth. 
All right, but I'll use it. I, I find it to be uh, entertaining, entertaining. And so I'm in the process now of trying to, uh, as I showed you, I already connected Glenda up, which is a chat AI. You type in to a text box like Google, it writes back text to you. I already connected that up to that voice simulator so I could speak back and forth with Glenda. Like I am Tony Stark now talking to Jarvis. But I want to be able to run Glenda's voice through a uh, voice software that I could do different voices. Uh, and maybe there's some AI voice generators out there that could do the voice of Donald Trump, Morgan Freeman, some of my favorite voice characters out there. See if I can run Glenda through something like that. I've already played around. I can manipulate the tone and the pitch and the speed through some of my software here. And then I'm trying to come up with sort of a physical... Uh, robot that I run, run Glenda through. I think it'd be fascinating. I'm sitting here uh, breaking apart, dismantling the technocracy, transhumanism, AI, robotics, etc., etc. And at the same time, my sidekick will be AI. I think it's comical. Uh, and as many of you know who've listened to the show, I came out of comedy production which I was in for a number of years. I managed and developed uh, political impersonators for corporate events, and my guys appeared on late-night shows. I got in right at the tail end the last year of Jay Leno. So I had a couple of my people on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and then we did a lot of work with Conan O'Brien. Uh, we did some stuff with, I think, the last year of David Letterman. We did some stuff with Howard Stern, Jimmy Fallon. We did a lot of stuff with Jimmy Kimmel. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know them personally. I was dealing with the casting agents and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to turn Glenda into a staple here. I think you guys liked it. Again, rave reviews. You guys seem to appreciate it. So we'll be working that in. All right. So what we're going to do today, folks, um, because I'm going to circle back around and we're going to actually explain OpenAI, the company that created chat. GPT. We're going to get into the other chat bots that are out there now. Microsoft has one. Google has one. A lot of interesting stories coming out. Some of them have been combative. They say they're going to kill them. They're going to break up marriages. I don't know. A lot, a lot of that stuff to me is just sort of fluff. Uh, I'm going to use it for what it is and use it as an opportunity to keep pointing out to you that AI is not intelligent. It's a cheap artificial synthetic copy of us and it's because they dumb down humans that they're going to be able to bring ai in and humans are going to accept it as their replacement but first we're going to get into the data centers and as you know over the last uh, several episodes since we increased this to a three hour a day show which has been a lot of fun i actually enjoy it uh, i'm allowed to uh, able to pack a lot more information in there but I showed you all the data that's created every single day, right, by our interactions with the Internet, with smart devices, with the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies, how much data is actually created. And then I explained to you what cloud computing is, how it's all moving to the cloud. I really want you to have a grasp of the architecture of the technocratic prison planet system being built around us because it's it's not magical as i said all right it's being built it's being built by people by humans it's a physical structure no different than wiring up the country 
with telecom lines, you know, telephone, television, internet, no different than building a building from the ground up, you know, digging a hole, pouring the foundation, putting up all of the uh, beams, putting it together, you know, putting uh, the plywood on the sides and the tie vac and then insulating it and then building a roof and putting down shingles. No different than that. That's what's being built. So I want you to understand this because I don't want you to look at these things uh, in abstractions anymore. I don't want you to see two-minute World Economic Forum videos, some of which have been edited by other people, and then they put creepy voices over the top. I want you to understand this is actually something being built by men. It's already here. They're already in the middle of constructing it. Some of it's done. Some of it's not done. It's going to continue to expand. There's new technologies they're working on to be able to do it faster, to store more data, to process more data. If they want to run a complete and total casino world, you know, a free-range prison yard, they have to keep upping the technology to be able to process it. So we looked at cloud computing, and we were able to explain that to you, you know, in layman's terms, how it works, what companies are involved, showing that all the businesses, the enterprises, the governments, and then you as an individual, whether you realize it or not, are storing stuff on the cloud and interacting with the cloud and pulling stuff down from the cloud and putting it back on the cloud. And then I explained to you that the cloud is just the infrastructure, but the data itself, the physical data, is actually being stored on servers, on computers, on hard drives, right? And these are computers, these servers, that are lined up and stacked on top of each other inside what's called data centers or server farms. And I showed you Ashburn, Virginia, which has, uh, as of 2021, it could be a lot more now, over uh, 275 of these data centers. And these are massive warehouses. Think of them as Amazon warehouses or Costco's or Sam Club or BJ's. I mean, they're bigger than that. Giant Walmarts of just floor-to-ceiling computers, servers. And inside those servers, there's motherboards and hard drives. And it's just taking all the data, sucking it up from around the world, bringing it through the so-called cloud that comes through Wi-Fi signals, and fiber lines, you know, physical hardwired lines, and it all eventually makes its way back to a data center and then is stored on a hard drive, which is, uh, think of it like, like a file in a filing cabinet, all right? And then that data has to be processed through software, and it's combined with other data. And then if you're running an AI, it's comparing data to other data. And so there's various software running that allows them to process and extract and move and upload and download and delete all this different data. It's, it's not magic, folks. It's not magic. It's technology. And so I want to show you. The final piece to this, which is going to be the data centers. You know, I want you to understand where all this stuff is housed. We're going to look at uh, all the data centers around in the world. I'm sure I'm going to miss some stuff, but you're going to understand pretty much the 40,000-foot view of this. Uh, we're going to watch a few videos today, and then we're going to get into... The computers, the servers, what they're made of, how they store the data, because that's where it's all all located on these servers. So we're going to take a look at that. Uh, and then eventually, uh, hopefully today, we're going to work our way back into chat GPT. All right, we're going to 
break that down. Some of the stuff we talked about with Glenda, I'm going to explain to you how it's built. Uh, we're going to get into OpenAI, the company to put this version together. We're going to talk about natural language processing, semantic search. We're going to talk about generative AI. We're going to talk about uh, uh, sentient uh, AI. Can it get to that point? And we're going to go through all that. And then eventually I'm going to start to show you some other AI generators that create images and graphics and things of that nature. This is the true anatomy of all the sci-fi creepiness you hear coming out of the World Economic Forum, you hear other influencers and podcasters and stuff talking about, we're breaking it all down. All right, That is one of the things I'm proud of that we do here at this show. We take something like a smart city or a 15-minute district, or we take something like Neuralink brain chips you know, being implanted in the head, and we break it down and we show you who's behind it, the money behind it, the government's partnered in it, what departments of the government it started in, how the technology works, how they explain it works, and we show you this, right? If I was on the bad guy side, I'd be running a tech show. All right, and I'd be saying, this technology is great, and I'd be breaking it down and explaining it, but I would never show you the dangers of it. I'm showing you the dangers, but I also want you to understand how it works, all right, so that you're not just watching these two-minute videos and going, oh, that's creepy, it's coming. You will understand they're already building it, or certain elements are already here, and at the same time, if you understand it, you will be able to decide how you're going to insulate yourself from it, or maybe you want to profit from it, or maybe you want to run from it. Those are the decisions you're going to make as an individual. I want to provide you with the tools, with the knowledge, so that you can decide how much of this stuff you want to put up with, how much you're going to try to avoid, and if you're going to try to avoid it or run from it, how exactly you're going to do that and be able to insulate yourself for 5, 10, 15 years from this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I will be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. And uh, just picking up where we left off right before that short commercial break, folks, my, my plan, my plan that I'm working on now is that Maggie and I are trying to uh, run off into the mountains of West Virginia. As I've told you, we've got it narrowed down to four or five counties. I'm eventually going to share this information with you. Some of you reached out and said, where are you going? I'd love to go there. Um, there, there are several people that are serious about this, um, and, and if I could find the time, I, I would be interested in scooping up 50 or 60 acres and figuring out a way we could break that off and everybody pitches in and maybe start our own little community there. Um, but, you know, I, I'm aware of, obviously, the Ohio River situation, and if that is what we think it is and it was done on purpose, 
this is what I've talked about in the past, all right? There's some stuff you can't avoid, and uh, you're going to have to leave it up into God's hands. If the government or the state or the technocrats or the Rockefellers or whatever it may be are going to poison, you know, all of the rural areas and try to destroy the local farms and destroy the soil and the water and the air uh, and thus destroying your food, uh, there's, there's not a, a whole lot at least as far as I figured it out yet, maybe we'll ask Glenda, there's not a whole lot that we're going to be able to do about it. Because if all of a sudden I avoid moving into the mountains of West Virginia, and then I decide I'm going to go to somewhere in Tennessee, then they poison Tennessee, you know, we're going to end up with the same situation. But my plan is based on this. If I can move away from the densely populated areas the places that are definitely being turned into smart prison uh, wards today, and I can get out further, then maybe I can buy myself some time. You know, an extra five years, 10 years, 15 years. I don't know, okay? That could be wishful thinking. I could be naive. Uh, But I don't see humans rising up. I believe this is a war on humanity that ends with the engineering of humanity out of existence, Um, And in the meantime, the enslavement of humans that are allowed to live, that they allow to live in the prison planet system. I've made that perfectly clear. Uh, But at the same time, I do believe that I could possibly buy some time. And if I can get up into the mountains somewhere, uh, maybe above where the water is poisoned because the water is not going to run uphill. Now, if it gets sucked up into the air and it comes down in the form of acid rain or these guys are going to chemtrail or cloud seed or whatever, not a whole lot I can do about that. I mean, I, I have some ideas I've talked about on the show. We'll get into more detail on that. But I want to be able to sit up in the nosebleed seats Uh, with Willie G and Maggie, and watch the planet burn uh, from the nosebleed seats while maybe I'm crunching on the last organic carrots available on planet Earth. Now, I don't have endless amounts of money. If I did, this would have been done already. I would have bought a 1,000 acres somewhere, built a giant wall around it, uh, and been constructing my biodome right now. But unfortunately, that is not the situation I'm in. So like most of you, I would imagine I have to be realistic about this. Uh, but that's what I'm talking about. All right. Now, some people would say, well, you're a coward and you're running and that's not going to solve the problem. Well, I don't see humans rising up. As I said, there's this war on humanity, but 99.99% of humans don't recognize the war on humanity that has been waged against us. If we truly believe that the technocrats and the state are using violence and death against us, you think we would respond accordingly, you know, an eye for an eye, but that's not what's happening. If people truly believe that the government, in cooperation with, you know, the front men like Bill Gates, are injecting people with a COVID vaccine, mRNA, gene therapy, whatever you want to call it, that is actually designed to maim people and or kill people and or connect people up to some sort of technocratic transhumanist nanobot system, right? If we truly believe that's what it is, why are we not responding accordingly? That means they have actually waged war on us. 
our country and many others have gone around the world and literally waged war against people with militaries and they kill people over pipelines you know over natural resources over land over water rights I mean, look at the Ukraine-Russia situation right now. So if people truly believe this, and we talk about this, that the government, the state, the technocrats, the bankers, the Rockefellers have actually waged war against humans and human freedom and human autonomy and liberty and prosperity and privacy, why are we not responding accordingly? Well, I don't see that happening. All right? So... I'm not going to drop my plow in the field, my proverbial plow in the field, and go uh, wage war back against them if no one else is doing this. I'm not George Washington. All right? I'm not the one riding the white horse onto the Capitol Mall with my musket and my, uh, my flambe torch. <laughs> that's, that's not going to happen, folks. That's not, that's not me. That's not me. I'm, I'm more of a Paul Revere here. I'm telling you, uh, the technocrats are coming. The technocrats are coming. And that's what I am here to do. Uh, so I have to retreat. And I have to try to get up to some high ground, uh, a wooded area that also contains some uh, cleared area, farmland that I can grow. I can hopefully graze some goats and some sheep and some cattle and uh, try to build a homestead. And again, if they're going to fly over the top with a helicopter and dump poison all over my land... Uh, maybe I have a big greenhouse. I've got stuff growing inside. I regenerate some of my own soil. I'm filtering water. I may be able to outlast that somewhat. But at a certain point, folks, and this is why those folks that are telling you um, they're trying to exit the system, uh, trying to opt out of this is a stupid idea. Sometimes I wonder if uh, they're controlled. Because you're telling people then to have no hope. Have no hope. Just stay put and uh, wait until these people poison you and kill you. I mean, that, that's essentially what these folks are telling you. And I am not going to tell you that. Now, I know many of you, including close friends of mine, some of you uh, much older than me. I mean, 15, 20, 25 years older than me. You're going to stay put. You don't have the ability to move or you don't want to move. You're going to make your stand. I've heard heard uh, Legal Man. He's been on the show a few times. A lot of people listen to his podcast, The Quash. He's been a lawyer for decades. He studied the founding of the country. He talks about the Constitution, etc., etc. He said, like, he's not moving to some homestead. He's not going to start growing his own vegetables because that's not the lifestyle that he wants. You know, he's going to make his stand where he is. And there's others that I know like that. And I'm not criticizing you for it. I said, as individuals, we are all going to have different goals. All right. We're going to have different solutions. Uh, to get to those goals, because we're all in different circumstances as far as our finances, our job, our responsibilities, our family, our kids, our grandkids, our neighbors, our friends. So we're all in different circumstances. Therefore, we're all going to have different goals. All right. So not everyone can pick up and run or not everyone wants to. Well, take the information that I am providing to you 
and try to figure out how to the make how to make the best of your life in the situation that you find yourself in right now. And at least you're going to understand what is being built around you. As folks email me and text me and send me pictures of smart poles going up and this technology going up around them and videos of the rooftops in New York City with these flat panel 5G replicators everywhere uh, and cameras going up all over the place and uh, old school lights being replaced with these giant LED lights with speakers on them. At least you're going to know what that is, right? So you don't have to keep having a heart attack every single time one of these go up. It's like the conversations I have with my father, you know, an old school cop and private investigator, a Fox News conservative. Every single time he sees something about a drag queen story hour, he has a panic attack and he starts talking about how sick people are. And I keep telling him, if you listen to the show, you would understand this has been engineered. You really can't blame the people i have a hard time blaming the people the majority of people were just going to work and bringing their kids to school and doing all the activities and following the old carved out american dream plan that came about after world war ii you know getting out to the suburbs getting your kid into a better school district you know that plan it's been around And so the majority of folks are doing that, and they're busy, and as time went on, things got more expensive. The government rigged the system. They drove up inflation, the cost of goods, the cost of housing, the cost of energy. And before you know it, mom and dad are both working two jobs. They bought into this materialistic, consumeristic, soulless, empty society. They've got three BMWs, a giant pickup truck, all on payments. They've got a $3,400 mortgage on a McMansion they don't need. And before you know it, people are buried in debt and they're buried in expenses. And so they're not paying attention. And then society has been dumbed down. And I told my father, and now the drag queen story are, it's just a creation of the system to further drive people into depression and craziness, all right? And so it's all designed so that the technocrats could come in and offer the solution, that artificial intelligence is going to fix everything, that transhumanism is the answer to the problems with humanity. Transhumanism, transitional human, moving to what is called post-humanity, no humans. That's where this is going. So if you're going to make your stand, if you live in a little apartment in New York City and you can't afford to move or you're not going to move and you're going to make your stand, at least you can understand from the information I'm providing to you what the hell is going on all around you. And maybe you can at least be at peace in your apartment. And when you go out into the prison planet and you walk out into New York City and you're walking down the street to the little corner store, and you see new cameras and new smart poles, you'll know what that is. You'll understand. You live in a technological, technocratic prison yard. But you won't have a panic attack. So maybe you could have peace of mind. Go buy the closest thing you can to organic vegetables from the store if you trust those. Go to the farmer's market if you trust what those folks that are not farmers are selling to you as organic foods. And go back home and cook your meal and live at peace. Uh, And just accept that this is what is happening or try to organize a group of people to stop it. I don't think you're going to be able to in a place like New York City or Chicago or Atlanta or any of these other big cities. But at least you'll understand what the hell is coming 
and maybe you can have some peace of mind. Otherwise, you may make the other choice to try to pack up your stuff, liquidate everything you have, and move and get the hell out. Come and join me in the hills of West Virginia because that is where I'm headed. Uh, I am on top of the Ohio River situation now. We'll see what happens. We're making our move sometime within the next year. We may be speeding up that timeline because of the possibility of the banking situation. I'll be talking, hopefully, with Mike more about that privately, see what suggestions he has, and then I will uh, make those recommendations to you folks as well. Uh, but but again, folks, be, be reasoned about this. Be... Um, be smart about it and try not to panic. Try not to panic because then you're definitely going to make mistakes. All right. And I don't want to make any more mistakes. That's why I'm going to close the show. I'm done with it, folks. No, I'm kidding. I'll be right back. Let's get into data centers. Let me show you how this all works. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dust of Gold with the Dust of Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dust and Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 